Mendocino County Remembered. Oral histories collected and published under the auspices of the Mendocino Historical Society for the American Bicentennial in 1976. Read by Linda Pack. Today, from Willits, the recollections of Harvey Reynolds, born 1874. Now, I'm not much of a talker, only sometimes, but I'd like to answer some questions about the early days of Mendocino County. I can go back to a good distance, possibly 70 years. How much are the questions going to cost? Well, everything is free today. Yes, ma'am. Among the history of homicides in Mendocino County, you will find a story about the lynching of Indian Charlie. I remember it well because my mother was directly involved. Mother had been to the Angle home, taking care of the Angle children who had diphtheria. Several of them died and are buried in the little graveyard that's still there. Mother always lent a helping hand when the neighbors were in need. At noon of this dreadful day, May 6, 1878, Indian Charlie was seen sitting outside the Angle home, wetting his knife. He watched Mother leave for home and followed her. When she got to the old country road, he waylaid her pulled her off her horse, and tried to murder her. In the struggle, Mother received several cuts on her throat and palms from the Indian's big-bladed knife. She fought him off courageously, and it was due to her presence of mind that she escaped with her life. She was able to do this by a strategy of what her small strength was failing to do. She yelled, Stop that, or that man will kill you! little dreaming that there was a man in sight. Fortunately, a man had just come into sight on the road, and when Indian Charlie saw him, he let Mother go and took off in a hurry. Exhausted from her struggle and the loss of blood, she managed to creep slowly to the roadside where a passing wagon picked her up and brought her back to the Angle home. There she was cared for until she could ride again. A group of angry men started after Indian Charlie right away. They caught him about 8 o'clock that night and hung him on the old tree beside the county road that still stands today, although the hanging limb has been sawed off. They shot him seven or eight times and then let him hang. The sheriff had nothing to do with it. The men just took over. Habit they had. I was only four years old, but I remember clearly hanging on to the pickets on the yard fence and watching Mother come home at last on her little roan pony. She carried the marks to her grave. She died at 76. When a person died, the graveyard was always full. He was carried to the burial grounds in a hearse. The hearses were pulled by two horses. Black plumes, six to eight feet high, were attached to the top of the vehicle. The lions were taken off the team, and the pair of them were used to lower the coffin, which was just a plain box, handmade of split boards. It was a pretty crude affair. People didn't know what to do with themselves when the burial was over. They were lost. Didn't seem to know when to go or where to go. They stood around or walked among the graves and mourned over them. There was no embalming done at this time, so sugar was burned on the stoves while the body was in the house awaiting burial. Accidents or murders were handled lightly. Very few inquests were held. No matter what was the cause of death, it was listed in the sheriff's books just dropped dead. If the sheriff, who was on horseback and covered the whole county, was advised of a case, it was usually too late to catch the murderer. The trail was cold and the evidence was removed or obscured. When I was about eight years old, 
I remember a case where a man dropped dead under the old Bailey Bridge, a mile from the present Coyote Dam. Now this time he really did drop dead from natural causes and word spread quickly. All of us boys in the school ran to see the excitement since there was to be an inquest on the spot. Dr. Dozier, an M.D., not the coroner, made the autopsy. Quite a crowd gathered, and he cut across the body just under the ribs and laid open the internal organs of the corpse. Then he announced that the man had died because the lower lobe of the left lung was entirely worn out. I think Mendocino County has had the greatest history of any one county in the state of California. Those who survived did so partly because they were lucky enough to miss stopping an outlaw's bullet or being felled by diphtheria, but mostly because they were tough and rugged and were willing to keep going to get what they wanted, no matter what the cost or how bitter the hardships. They had to be ready for any emergency because the times were rough and journeys, even from one ranch to another, held uncertainty and danger. You've been listening to the recollections of Harvey Reynolds. To learn more about Mendocino's rich past, visit any of our county's many excellent museums and historical societies. Go to CaliforniaHistoricalSociety.org for a complete listing. Mendocino County Remembered is produced by Mary Eigner and Linda Pack for KZYX and Z.